so foolish if you would have hit record just a second before and you said those things that you were saying i would have had i would have had i would have had welcome back to the key in the lake podcast the premier whiskey podcast now with the mention of whiskey in its title hey this is jake coming live from chicago illinois right above one of our favorite bars and all of chicago slightly toasted with us today we have matt brown not sure why (laughs) Always an interesting question. Why Matt Brown? And let me tell you, I've been on a few episodes this month so far. You might have re- recognized me from the, the Slightly Toasted episode with John Chesney. And who's also here with us co-hosting who's today. Who's currently here with us. Say hi, please, John. Hi, please, John. Okay. He follows orders so well. Mm-hmm. So on the other two episodes, I was maybe a little naughty, a little churlish. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. being a little mean to Jake for some intended for a t- uh, intended uh, humorous uh, effect. Uh, 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 that I don't uh, think landed very well. So on this episode, I'm going to be nice. This is the episode that's the nice Matt episode. You know what the people have been saying about those episodes? What's that? The feedback, not good. Oh, God. Well, don't hit him. Don't, you, don't hit him. Please, sir. Don't <laughs> don't hit me again. I can't I don't. take it. Without. <laughs> take my belt My out. skin's raw. Mm. <laughs> Can I ask, have you guys ever uh, stolen a placement or a cocktail placement from each other? No. I don't think so, no. We're in such different worlds. You yeah. Know. That's a good question, though. Like, would you? No. He, uh. <laughs> <laughs> your, your initial reactions were very different. <laughs> um, no, I don't think... Well, I, I guess... I don't know what I would I would. I guess from. if Nova could replace the rye, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I guess. But our, our buyers are, like, not... Stupid enough (laughs) to like do that. There was one time recently you asked me for a buyer's number or information or something, and I was like, I don't want to give it to him. I'm trying to get in there. (laughs) But I mean, I always do. I always share it. Um, We're, I mean, our network of friends, we always help each other out. Like, and we don't just say that just to say it. It's definitely true. You ever, you ever sabotage another brand's move? How so? You ever steal a placement or like not tell tell someone slightly yeah, yeah, misleading but, information? Um, yes, I've done it too. It well, doesn't feel no, good to do. But no, 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 no. It, it was with a rep of the br- other brand mm-hmm. on his way out. Oh, nice. Because he yeah. was getting let go. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. And now it's been the number one cocktail spot for me for the last eighteen <laughs> months. <laughs> I've totally just like not given someone information oh no no no, no. <laughs> i mean like i was straight up like replaced a brand in a cocktail yeah and now i do more cocktails at their restaurants than we do in the entire states across the u.s Sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so it worked out but it was yeah the other brand rep was on his way out because he was getting let go and he's like yeah. he was a brand rep and also the gm of the of the restaurant group yeah oh okay yeah i guess well, the lesson is whatever it takes whatever it takes sometimes sometimes you do it <laughs> uh we by this hour, we might have a friend who's now working for another brand after working for a other brand for a number of years. Uh-huh. And their new brand was out okay. replacing all of our stuff earlier this year. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. So now we might have to fight. Have a conversation or yeah. two um, with your brass knuckles. Might be somebody who's on the podcast frequently. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. So hmm, there's only s- so I'm many people. <laughs> we get. I have a, guess. a solid dozen. There's a solid dozen. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, um, we'll Will you tell us off air? Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. uh, yes. All right. Will you tell John off air? I'll tell you the brand. I don't know if I can tell you the person until they decide what they're going mm. to do. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yes, yes. I don't want to put that out there. Welcome to the Secrets Podcast with secrets. Jake, Matt, and John. Secrets, secrets, Today secrets. we're going to be drinking a single barrel pick that has long since been 
fucking sold out, baby. This one. Yeah, I saw you sell moved. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So this is, um, yeah, uh, you were next to me at the Malloy's event. Spoiler alert, this is a Malloy single barrel pick where I sold like 30 <laughs> Is that bottles. why it says Malloy's Finest? Yes, that's oh, right. Wow. So this is um, a part, an extension of the limousine uh, brand for us. So all of the limousine ryes are uh, finished in a uh, French oak Solera type system that we had built out of limousine um, oak barrels. That makes sense. Yes, thank that you. That math checks out. So the single barrels that we... Um, do uh, from this line are typically getting a third barrel treatment. So a second finish after the French oak. Um, I am not typically, that's what we do with the single barrels. They get another finish out after the French uh, oak Solera. So we've done um, uh, an additional French oak barrel. We've done, uh, you know, port finish. This one is part of our very popular, um, uh, orange bitters collection. So we have these Woodford Reserve orange bitters barrels, um, and we fill them up with uh, whiskey, mm. and then you buy them, and then you drink them. So this one is a seven-year-old. Is that how it works? <laughs> seven-year-old whiskey, um, limousine rye finished in uh, orange bitters barrel for I think like seven or eight months. It got a good oh. turn in that barrel. Yeah, it's so funny because it t- it tastes like uh, aromatic bitters more than orange bitters to me. Angostura, you mean? Like that kind of thing? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? Angostura? I, I, I don't know I, what that I is. I asked you this before. I don't remember if we got to the answer. Do we know the base spirit that they were using for the bitters? I would presume it's, you know, new make, whatever comes off the still. Oh, you know, I, I don't think they do a lot of different things. They it's might not, buy You don't think NGS. it's NGS? Yeah. I mean, they might be. I mean, but, I'm sure they so, can make it pretty easy. Oh, sure. Or, or buy it simply. Yeah. You know, so the process is for the bitters... So the, the barrel um, in question here, it had an orange bitter solution in there. So it didn't have the actual bittering So agent. do you infuse the bitters in the whiskey? Well, you have, to, you have to use... Do you put the bitters in the whiskey? Oh, you're... Okay, he's doing a thing. So Jake's <laughs> doing a thing. So I had a very obtuse customer not understand what a, fi- a whiskey finished in a barrel actually Is was. Is this more of a bitter syrup that you... So, so it, this was a port finished... Uh, this was our port finished rye whiskey. Uh, I would rye for you. He was... I, I, he was said, okay, so this is, a, this is like a flavored whiskey after I had finished explaining to him <laughs> that it was port finished. And I said, no, there was no port in the barrel. We emptied out a port barrel and put whiskey in it. And what you are drinking now is the whiskey that was in that empty port barrel for several months. And he said, so it is a flavored whiskey. (laughs) And I said, no, it is not. It is a finished whiskey. And he said, well, what's the difference between a finished whiskey and a flavored whiskey? And I said... he sounds like Fred Minnick. Yeah, well, totally. So I said, Fred, I mean, sir, um, I had just explained that to you. And I had to, at a certain point, just end the conversation directly by saying um, it's okay if you don't like it. You know, he turned around and to the next person goes, it's so it's a flavored whiskey. <laughs> Every <laughs> now and then you gotta turn around. Drink a different whiskey that you understand. Turn around. You don't have to like everything that you try, <laughs> but don't a Use the Kaiu <laughs> by the table. Drink it anyway. Shut up and drink the free sample, or I'm gonna be violent to you. Rye with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. Uh, Under my shirt, I'm wearing chain mail, and I have a sword in my car. That I believe. Um, how many of these bitter barrels did you acquire? Oh, a whole bunch. I yeah. don't know how much, how many exactly, but we don't have just orange bitters. We also have um, chocolate bitters, chocolate bitters, cherry bitters, aromatic bitters. bitters which uh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Lavender. Le- lemon. <laughs> lemon. We might have some other citrus. Oh. I have a photo of them. I'll okay. Off. So we have a photo of them. That'll be really great for this podcast. Well, you know, I can talk about it once we um, find it here. Oh, so I, that's loud. So I, you're becoming the map round of the podcast now. There's you skateboarding. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I really like it. I think uh, you just don't get orange. You definitely get orange. Sure, yeah, definitely prominently, get orange. But the, the spices and herbs also used in the orange bitter solution. Mm-hmm. Um, which I never finished explaining. So please, they have the bittering agent also aging in barrels. But what says something? I couldn't read it. It was really fast. Sarsaparilla. There we go. But what was in the barrel did not contain any, any bittering agents. So when Woodford Reserve um, bottles their bitters, they take some of the bittering agent and blend it with the solution. So they're making a, the like an orange base, and then That's they're right. adding the bittering element. That's right. So this is part of that orange base. Cool. That's really neat. Yes, thank you. I thought so, too. Do you know how long those are in the barrel for? No. Oh. That's a good question. I'll have, to, I'll have to talk to my chief whiskey officer about that. Who's that? Uh, John Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thanks for the time. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal with our bitters. Um, Speaking of flavored barrels I've been trying to get, uh, I know you don't want to talk about this guy all the time, but Joe and Jay Henry, they were doing their vanilla one. extract barrels. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I was trying we to get one of those too. Well, we I want one of those. Bar- I want one of those because he has like a little like fifteen gallon vanilla extract barrel. I'm like, give me that. I want to put a cocktail sure. in a vanilla extract barrel because I think that would be fucking cool. Uh, well, at that point, he goes, "Well, I gotta talk to my dad." Mm, that sounds about right. When you're a family-owned operation, sometimes you have to check in with your daddy. When people ask me tough work questions, I often respond with, "I have to check with my dad." I say, "I have to check in with Bruce." <laughs> Bruce, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. Bruce Huck. E. Oh, I thought both the E's at the end of your name were silent. Just Hook. <laughs> Huck. Hook. 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 Well, if they were silent, it would probably be Hook, right? Because when you have a silent E on the end That's of actually the original pronunciation. Hook. Hook. Cool. Norwegian. So thanks for coming, guys. Awesome. This has been uh, <laughs> This has been 12 days of... You don't want to talk anymore about your bro? Uh, no, you guys talk about it. I've been, uh, <laughs> well, what are the I've gra- had a migraine for the past, like, two hours brewing, so I'm just gonna close my eyes here. What do you, what else is special about the Shh, barrel program <laughs> right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, we have a wide variety of, of, uh, rye whiskey finishing. We also have, um, some really cool bourbons, uh, that have been, uh, aged entirely in Colombian oak. Mm-hmm. So that's part of our... Um, is that also MGP still? That's also MGP. So uh, we did a big batch of that called a Quirky and Humble Blend. Yes. Which, which is, is great. Uh, Very awesome. tasty. Thank you, guys. Uh, has really nice leathery notes, almost like toasted marshmallow notes. So we can do single barrels of that. Mm. Um, we have that available. And then we have corn whiskey, too, which is always fun. Um, Malloy's not to fucking wash that guy's balls too much, but um, Jesus one Christ. of my favorite stores. <laughs> I got to call him after this, by the and, way. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. You're welcome. Yeah. So uh, we we had a pretty rare kind of experimental single barrel 
of 100% corn whiskey aged in a Spanish oak barrel. So Spanish oak being as Spanish as Spanish moss. Some call this that is, the Spaniard. Yes, we call it the Spaniard. So it is an American oak species that grows in uh, southeastern United States, Some called, sometimes called Spanish red oak. But we had a, a, a rare barrel of made from that wood that uh, we used to finish some corn whiskey. And, man, was that fucking good. Is it hard to keep everything that is going through Nick's head, the owner of Dancing Goat, and how he applies it to your whiskey, and to remember that as selling points when actually talking very educationally about Dancing Goat? No, it actually, I find it um, very easy to engage with because it's um, good points of difference mm. uh, that we have between other brands. So it sticks in my my mind pretty pretty well, and uh, it's pretty easy to rifle through because um, it's fun and exciting. But yeah, there is a lot of, there is a lot going on at Dancing Goat. We're going in a lot of different directions at, at all times. There's a lot of um, different interests. You yeah. know, we're interested in finishing barrels. We're interested in different mash bills for the rye we've done a few different kinds where we've done malted whiskey we've we've uh, blended bourbons with malted whiskey you know but it's all it's all good it's all it, it's all um it's all good it's all baby it's all good baby Wait. just relax just enjoy the dancing goat ride Ooh, where's yeah. the focus of the illinois market for your single barrel program is it up there at the top end do you sell a lot down here compared to the other markets uh that's a we sell single barrels a lot in general. There's a lot of interest for them. Whoa. <laughs> and we're just fucking banging the Have doors a, off oh, and oh, just, you, you know. no um, Hubris is taking over. The, uh, uh, yeah, w- was your question kind of like what's my priority with them versus. Sure. Or like is Illinois a good market for you for single barrels or they're. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think it's, you know, it's good. It, 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 our single barrels do well with any market. That's great for Down the audio. Here, <laughs> yeah. Down here, um, there's definitely more competition, more brands pushing single barrels, but uh, the business is here, you know. I mean, sure. I've only been with uh, with the GOAT for almost a year now. I started in January of 2023. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, a lot of those, you know, barrel-type relationships take a long time to foster, so mm-hmm. I, I'm sure we'll, we'll do a lot more in 2024. What is your approach when selling a single barrel? shit baby i just let that shit ride speak for itself mama come on down to cambridge wisconsin and try some i'll i'll meet you here i'll roll out the red carpet i'll w- wash your feet i'll anoint the poor i'll bless the lepers i'll do what, whatever you want let's let's roll let's try some stuff if you if you try some single barrel candidates and you don't find a few that you think are really good I mean, I just don't know what to tell you. We have so much good stuff going in all different directions. Uh, we're going north. We're going south. We're going east. We're going west. We're going, you know, southwest. we're flying with the eagles. We're slithering the down with the snakes. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're burring underground. We oh. are, we are erecting uh, oh. a waddle house. <laughs> we are just... building a mott and Bailey castle. We are. <laughs> Digging a mo, we're erecting a portcullis, and we're sacrificing children, um, children to our <laughs> pagan <Cause>. gods. <laughs> well, Shit, I got to get myself a dancing goat <laughs> single barrel. I think you do. I think it's actually. I will say one of the one of the best days I had the entire <laughs> year was hanging out at Dancing Goat the one afternoon back in October, and there's a bunch of us that came up there from Chicago and some of their friends from North Carolina that came and saw us, and we just had a 
we giggled like little schoolboys for the entire afternoon while drinking whiskey, walking through the distillery, recording podcasts. Was I there? Yeah, you were skateboarding. All right. That was bad. Not to interrupt the flow, but going back to this single barrel, yeah, it's please. really turning into more of an orange creamsicle. It's opened oh. up in a really crazy way. Let me I think it's great. Um, but I'm also still sampling yesterday's whiskey and kind of going <laughs> back and forth. Well done. And whiskey complements each other. He's a pro. Really well. It does, yeah. I see what you're saying. That cream singles. Yep. Hmm. Where do you uh, Where do you plan on taking the single barrel program in 2024, Matt? Didn't I just list off a bunch of things? Didn't I just <laughs> you're gonna kill some children. Do you want me to Do, do you want me to do this again? How many <laughs> children must die? How many? No. What I mean by that is, are you more retail or focused versus the on premise? Um. No. You know, I. I People are afraid of selling single barrels to on-premise accounts. Especially it's one place in the West Gate of West Loop. <laughs> <laughs> People, you know, there's a common wisdom from, like, whiskey guys. Like, ah, I wouldn't sell to it on-premise. Like, it'll take them a, a million years to get mm-hmm, through it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not great, you know, turnaround or, or whatever. But Turn I, I didn't. <laughs> we're not doing this. <laughs> Please don't make me sing again. Turn around every now and then I get a little bit closer to selling John Chesney a single barrel. So uh, that's why we came here. But today. the thing is, yeah, the thing is, you know, uh, on-premise goals are just different than off-premise. They sure. might not really care about moving it quickly like an off-premise where the cash flow has to be a little quicker, you know, and it's in greater amounts. On-premise retailers, you know, they, they might want it on their menu for a year. They want their customers to come in and try it in different cocktails, you know. And if they sell, if they sell like six cases as part of their their retail license, and the rest they just go through in cocktail, like whatever, man, you know that that's that's what some of them like. Good thing we have somebody who runs an on-premise program with a lot of single barrels yeah, here. And, well, I also want to say sh- that we're probably more the uh, the the outsider on sure that. yeah well do uh, you think you need a license to sell your bottles off of the single barrel to be successful it would help the velocity sure and I, for our goals with slightly to be able to be a, a whiskey bar like we want people to have those bottles mm-hmm. like we want them to be able to drink it there uh but we also want people to be able to take them home too all right makes sense yeah i think the availability i think all the, i think all the bars that i have a single barrel in right now like a full barrel in uh, they have a, a license to sell them well, individually it's, that way. It's not that we have individual license. The license, as it uh, changed during the pandemic, yeah. allowed it to fall under cocktail law. Is that called packaging? What's it called? I, 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 I knew at one point, I think I was saying the wrong thing for years in this podcast, but we're going to just uh, omit that. Don't worry about that. Matt, I was also wondering your shirt. I was just looking at it. Is there a mini horse on your shirt? Shit, man! I'm so glad you mentioned my T-shirt from the band uh, Varsity, good Chicago oh, indie rock is? band. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my one of my favorite uh, current from, bands. I didn't, have, I didn't know they're from Chicago. Oh yeah, they uh, a lot of the members went to Indiana University. I think they met down there. I know three of the members went to uh, high school together. Cool. At Oak Park River Forest High School, also my also my high school. I was friends with them. They're my friends. <laughs> I'm friends with a rock band. Great. Um. Anything else we need to know about Dancing Goat and your single barrel program before we take off? No, I just, I, you know, as you're enjoying this podcast, think of me uh, sitting here w- for the for the past couple hours being so entertaining and not feeling very good. My brain hurts. 
Um, I have tunnel vision. Every I have a headache. Every day is the Super Bowl. And um, I'm having a great time with my friends and talking into a microphone. And you're wearing your friend's T-shirt. And I'm wearing my friend's T-shirt. And all of my friends are, are nice. And I'm thankful this year for, for my friends and their health. And I especially like it when they don't have... Um, migraines and also um we we are just you know blessed to be here mm. all together and <laughs> john has a question though my only regret is oh. that these three episodes are not going to line up right next to each other they could because the real ones will do it the, the progression from us from like sober chill dudes to like having had a couple of nips of whiskey yeah, yeah like yeah. it's a different energy well Yes, there's that. There was one year, the first year we did this 12 Days of Barrel Picks, we recorded six podcasts in one day. Yep. Um, progressively, you could see the drunkenness getting further and further down the line as we uh, talked about single barrels and how the, I believe the main topic of conversation that day was about how the online part of the world that was developing back into 2021, maybe 2020, uh, was going to overtake the on-premise. That's interesting. Yeah. Did that end up happening? I wouldn't know. Well, it's it's largely it, been like. But it's, I think the online platform, as you're calling it, the online premise, that day, um, is more prevalent than it ever has been. Yeah. Uh, there still has there's still some laws and things that have to get out of the way for yeah. them to sure. actually happen. But well, well there's not. But once I, Amazon has whiskey for sale. <laughs> yeah. There's a non-traditional <laughs> path to. To, to retail that really w- is much more developed now with retailers like Shared Pour and uh, Sealbox and stuff like that. Good point. All right. Anything else, Matt? No, just let me go, please. I hope you feel better. Thank you. You know, have a wonderful new year. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had a great Christmas. Thanks for asking. How was Hanukkah? It was really good. The first day of Hanukkah was my birthday, too. Aww. Your birthday is December 8th? Uh, yeah. And so... Uh, a bunch of uh, we w- we all went to medieval times, which was great. <laughs> wow! To celebrate, that's my where you birthday. got the uh, suit of armor. Uh, I've had that for years. True. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Another edition of the Twelve Days of Barrel Picks.